As you lace up your hiking boots and embark on the trail, you can't help but feel a sense of excitement and adventure. The fresh air, the greenery, and the sounds of nature are all around you. But as you venture deeper into the wilderness, you can't shake off the feeling that you're being watched. The shadows seem to linger a little too long, the silence is a little too deafening, and the branches seem to reach out just a little too far. These are the stories of hikers who have ventured into the great outdoors, only to encounter the paranormal. Where the line between the living and the dead is blurred, and where the wilderness becomes a place of terror. So listen closely as we take you on a journey into the unknown, where the trail leads to the unexpected and the hike becomes a nightmare. Our first story of the night is titled, There is Something in Those Hills. The Appalachian Mountains were alive with a breathtaking beauty, the majestic trees reaching up to the sky and the lush valleys rolling out below. It was a perfect day for a hike, the sky a deep blue and the sun shining down like a beacon in the midst of an otherwise quiet afternoon. Dr. John Smith and his students had all heard tales of the unique wildlife found in the Appalachian Mountains, and were excited to see the creatures in their natural habitat. They were also eager to experience the untouched beauty of the area, so a hiking trip provided the perfect opportunity for them to do so. Along with the knowledge and experience they would receive from their professor, the students were also looking forward to the challenge of the adventure, from scaling hills and valleys, to river crossings and thick forests. Plus, the idea of spending a few days in the breathtaking scenery of the Appalachians was too tempting to pass up. Little did they know that they were about to embark on a journey they would never forget. Dr. Smith and his students stepped out of the van and made their way down the winding mountain road. They had all been on a number of hiking trips before and were excited to see what the Appalachians had to offer. As they reached the bottom of the mountain, their conversations filled with excitement quickly turned to hushed whispers as they noticed the unnatural stillness in the air. No birds were singing, and all of the animals seemed to scurry away, as if a predator was nearby. It was as if they were walking into a moonlit graveyard, and the feeling gave everyone an eerie chill down their spine. The group stopped for lunch and continued their journey, winding further into the mountains. Despite their enthusiasm for the trip, an uncomfortable feeling began to fill the air. Everyone was on alert, constantly looking over their shoulders for signs of danger. Suddenly, there was a loud crash in the distance. Startled, the group stopped in their tracks, looking around with fearful eyes. What was that? One of the students asked, his voice shaking with terror. I don't know, Dr. Smith replied. But we should keep moving. We have what we need and we can get out of here soon. The group tried to keep their hopes up as they continued their journey, but they could feel something was off. The air seemed to grow colder, and their footsteps echoed through the trees like the cries of a warning. Finally, Dr. Smith whispered for the group to stop. As the students glanced around in confusion, he pointed to a few bushes where a figure could be seen stalking through the undergrowth. What is it? One of the students asked, fear evident in their voice. Dr. Smith stared in shock for a moment before replying. It's a wendigo, he whispered. He quietly explained to the group of hikers the full details of what a Wendigo is. A Wendigo is a malevolent spirit found in Native American folklore that has the power to bring fear, hunger, and death to any who come close. It prowls the shadows, seeking out innocence for its malevolent purposes. It has the ability to manipulate and control the environment, creating disturbances and other forms of chaos to scare and terrorize its victims. It is said to possess superhuman strength speed, and senses, and to be able to take on various unusual forms. 
It has an insatiable hunger for human flesh, and will consume humans and animals alike in order to survive. It is said that it can be defeated through various rituals, but these rituals have to be performed before the Wendigo can cause more damage. This Wendigo was a terrifying sight to behold. Standing tall, almost eight feet high, its body was covered with an unnaturally pale skin stretched tight over its lank frame. Its head was topped with a shock of wildly unkept black hair, and its eyes glowed a malevolent red in the darkness of the wilderness. Long, gnarled claws protruded from its hands and feet, and its mouth was split open in a toothy grimace, exposing wickedly sharp teeth. Though it was still, the creature seemed to pulse with an eerie energy and malice that chilled everyone to the bone. The group didn't pause to think, they just ran. Adrenaline surged through the veins of the students and their professor as they bolted away from the Wendigo. Fear and panic gave them an unnatural burst of speed. However, the beast was relentless in its pursuit. Huge strides propelled the Wendigo through the terrain, the occasional snarl echoing through the air. One of the students stumbled and the rest paused just long enough to hoist their classmate on their backs, continuing the run for their lives. Their hearts pounded in their chests as they raced against their mysterious foe, praying that they could make it out alive. Over time, they seemed to be able to create a distance from the mythical beast, eventually losing sight of it. For the rest of the trip, the group hiked carefully and quickly out of the wilderness, knowing that the slightest noise or movement could be the agent of their certain doom. They kept the image of the Wendigo in their memories, a reminder of what could be lurking in the shadows of such beautiful places. Our next story is called The Keeper of the Forest. Sarah and Tom arrived at the remote mountain range on a crisp, sunny morning. The view of the snow-capped peaks and sparkling rivers below was breathtaking. The beauty of the area took Sarah and Tom's breath away. They had stumbled upon a paradise, one untouched by civilization for centuries. As they stepped into the heart of the mountains, the sun was shining brightly, bouncing off of the glistening snow-capped peaks and reflecting off the glass-like surface of the nearby rivers. Every blade of grass, every rock, and every stream were coated in a delicate layer of fresh dew. An unearthly peace blanketed the area, along with the sweet aromas of the lush pine forests and wildflowers in the meadows. Despite the chill in the air and their mounting trepidation, Sarah and Tom's hearts sparkled with joy as the beauty of nature surrounded them. But as they ventured further in, the atmosphere changed. An eerie silence blanketed the area. A chill ran down Sarah's spine as she noticed the sudden change. Even Tom noticed the difference and he tried to lighten the mood. What an amazing view, he exclaimed, but his voice echoed eerily in the hidden valleys. The further Sarah and Tom ventured from the safety of their car, the stronger the eerie feeling became. The trees seemed to whisper to one another as they passed, and Sarah was sure she could feel eyes watching them from the shadows. Tom held her hand tight as they surveyed the area, but even their grip could not shake the fear that seemed to be seeping into their very bones. Every step brought another chill, and soon the two found themselves running back to their car, desperately trying to outrun the unknown. Even the sound of their heavy panting could not drown out the feeling that something was waiting for them just around the corner. Sarah couldn't shake the feeling that they were being watched. She felt like an intruder in a sacred space. The forest seemed to be warning her to turn back and leave, so she and Tom followed the silent call and returned to their car. But as night began to fall, Sarah and Tom heard a mysterious chanting coming from a nearby clearing in the woods. A powerful voice was calling out an ancient name that seemed to beckon them to come closer. They knew that entering the clearing wasn't a wise choice, but the power of the voice drew them in irresistibly. 
The clearing was littered with ancient totems, which stood guard around the mysterious spirit that was calling out to them. Its eyes glowed with a searing, primal energy, and Sarah and Tom knew that it had been waiting for them for centuries. The spirit introduced itself as Nezelthar, an ancient deity of the region, who had been watching over the mountain range since the dawn of time. Nezelthar was an ancient and powerful being, and when Sarah and Tom saw it for the first time, they felt a sense of awe and reverent fear. It had deep-set eyes that shone with primal energy, withered skin and long, bony fingers that moved in oddly graceful gestures. On its brow were markings that denoted great strength and power. Its voice echoed deeply in the clearing, as if coming from some ancient, unseen source. As they gazed upon it, they felt something ancient and dark stirring within their souls, and they knew that they had no choice but to accept Nezelthar's fate. Nezelthar told them that their presence had been foretold in an ancient prophecy. Sarah and Tom soon learned the price of their destiny. Nezelthar's power would be unleashed, but it would be at the cost of their lives. Frightened and desperate, Sarah and Tom attempted to flee the clearing, but they felt an invisible force preventing their escape. The spirit's ancient power had sealed their fate, and they were overpowered by a feeling of helplessness. Fear and panic began to consume their thoughts as they realized that their attempts to outrun the spirit would be in vain. Sarah and Tom looked at each other with a sense of dread as the spirit's intentions became clearer. They would be sacrificed to a higher power to protect our natural world from total destruction. Their spirits would empower the ancient being allowing it to venture out of these woods to both punish and save humanity at the same time. They both knew that their fate was sealed, and soon they would face Nezelthar's wrath. He told them that his wrath would be both painless and merciful as their sacrifice was necessary to save our planet. In the end, Sarah and Tom were trapped in the clearing. Their only escape from certain death was to accept the spirit's fate. With a heavy heart, the two accepted their fate and were taken by Nezelthar into the mountain range never to be seen again. The mountain range remains a mysterious and mystical place and the tale of Sarah and Tom remains a chilling reminder of the power of the ancient spirits when they are protecting the lands that they have tended to since the start of time. Our next story of the night is titled Making It Through the Night. It was a crisp autumn morning when the five friends, Peter, Steph, Rob, Julie, and Ryan, set off on their backpacking adventure through the Sierra Nevada mountains. When they first arrived, they were awestruck. Towering dark pine trees lined the landscape, creating stunning silhouettes against the orange-gold sky as the sun was setting in the western horizon. The cool breeze swayed the wildflowers, adding a sweet scent to the already mesmerizing aroma of the outdoors. They stood at the edge of the forest, admiring the rolling hills, thick foliage, and rushing streams that glistened in the dying light. Everyone beamed with joy and excitement as they began their trek into the emerald woods, an adventure that filled them with happiness and freedom. All of their worries faded away as they journeyed further in, feeling a newfound bliss to be out in nature. They took in every inch of beauty that surrounded them, feeling truly in touch with nature. They were still full of energy and excitement when they began their trek, though the hour was already late. As the day wore on, their bodies became achy and their limbs weighed down. But as the sun sank below the horizon, they decided to press on, determined to put as much distance between themselves and civilization as possible. Finally, as night began to fall, the group of friends trudged through the woods in the fading light of day. A distant silhouette of a cabin became visible through the towering trees. It was a small, decrepit structure with moss-covered logs and a stained wooden door barely shut. 
The windows were boarded up, allowing just enough light to seep through the gaps to show the hollow, gutted interior. Despite its obvious decrepitude, something inside the cabin seemed to draw the adventurers closer. With a few steps more, they experienced an odd sense of familiarity, and Owen decided to investigate further. Peter cautiously pushed open the door, which creaked loudly. Inside, the cabin was filled with a strange stillness. They soon realized that, although the cabin was unoccupied, it wasn't empty. Around the walls, they found evidence of a dark ritual that had taken place many years before. In the center of the room was an ancient wooden altar, still burnt around the edges from the mischievous fire. A large animal skull sat atop the altar, and on either side of it were two demonic figurines, carved of stone and painted with dark symbols. Surrounding the altar were several circles of stones, on each of which had been drawn strange symbols written in what looked like fresh blood. In one corner, several black candles had been burned, giving off a faint but disconcerting aroma of jasmine. And in another corner lay a collection of items that had clearly been used for dark rituals, bones, feathers, and pieces of fabric stained with a blackish-purple hue. It was a scene of utmost dread, a reminder of the evil power of the unseen force that still lurked nearby. The friends looked at each other with fear in their eyes. Suddenly, from outside, an eerie howling sound filled the night air. The group knew that whatever was out there must have been following them for miles, and was now menacingly close. Each passing moment felt like an eternity as the howling continued, a sign that the demonic force was still lurking nearby. These five friends, now scared out of their wits, barricaded themselves inside the cabin and kept vigil all night. All night, the demonic force circled the cabin, taunting these young hikers with its terrifying voice. The force seemed to grow more and more impatient as the night wore on, howling and screaming and scratching at the cabin's walls. But despite its threats, the friends were determined to stay put. As the hours dragged on, the force grew angry and desperate, its howls becoming longer and more eerie. Finally, as the sun began to rise, the force seemed to give up, for it faded away into the morning light, leaving behind only a lingering chill and a feeling of fear. The morning light brought with it a sense of relief, but the group had a feeling that they weren't out of danger yet. As they cautiously stepped outside, they saw a sight that stopped them in their tracks. They were surrounded by a ring of animal bones, the remains of some unknown dark ritual. These kids knew they had to get out of there quickly, but they also knew that the demon was still out there, watching them and waiting. As they started running for their lives, they could feel the unseen force shadowing their every move. It was a long and exhausting journey, but eventually these young adventurers made it back to civilization in one piece. Although each of them remembers the events of that night differently, one thing remains certain as they are not alone. Since the event at the abandoned cabin in the Sierra Nevada mountains, each of the five friends has been haunted by the thought that the demonic force is still out there, watching their every move. Peter rarely sleeps through the night, feeling that every thought, glance, or movement is being observed and judged. Steph will often wake in the night in a cold sweat, the memories of that eerie howl never far away. Rob is always cautious, his senses acutely aware of any out-of-the-ordinary sound, visual or otherwise. Julie experiences an inexplicable feeling of dread in the pit of her stomach whenever she is in an unfamiliar place. Ryan's usually bright and cheery demeanor is often splintered in moments of fear, his mind suddenly flooded with countless imagined scenarios. Despite the passage of years, it is as if none of them can fully escape the feeling that these evil forces are still out there, a reminder that true terror often lingers on even after we escape its grasps. And our final story is titled The Cold Dead Mind.
It was the coldest morning of the year in the small town of Lawuna, Alaska. The snow had been falling for days, the air was still, and the temperature was rapidly dropping. A group of friends had decided to take the last opportunity to squeeze in a weekend trip before the start of the semester. The group, consisted of Sam, John, Sidney, Nia, and Hannah, had eagerly set off for the old abandoned mining town of Monroe, located deep within the Alaskan mountains. The expansive snow-covered mountains stretched out before them in all directions, the eerie silence of the woodlands ringing in their ears. As they hiked up the steep ascent, the group of friends spotted a large wooden signpost to their left. It read, Welcome to Monroe. The town had been abandoned for decades, but the small wooden buildings, forgotten monuments, and old rusted mining equipment still stood tall in the otherwise abandoned town. The friends were drawn in by the mysterious abandoned town, and began to explore. As they explored, they noticed small symbols and artifacts scattered around the town in various places, in the window frames, on the doors of old buildings, and even most oddly near the entrance of one of the old mines. John decided to investigate further, and with a flashlight led the group into an old mine building. As they descended deeper into the darkness, the group was overwhelmed by an unfamiliar smell, a smell that seemed to get stronger the further they traveled. It wasn't until they reached the end of the mine, that the group discovered an even stranger sight. On the farthest wall of the mine were numerous strange symbols, written in an unknown language. The symbols were like nothing the group had ever seen before, a strange combination of shapes, geometric lines, and abstract patterns that seemed to swirl and dance across the walls. In the light of John's flashlight, the symbols seemed to come alive, shimmering and casting eerie shadows on the walls of the mine. The longer the group stared, the more the symbols seemed to take on some sort of ancient, unknown language. The sense of terror and unease that crept through their collective minds was difficult to take, causing their legs to tremble and their hearts to race. Despite knowing they should leave, the group simply stood there in silence, transfixed by the strange symbols. The knowledge that something dark was lurking in these depths seemed to hang over them like a thick, oppressive fog. In the corner of the room, they stumbled across the cold and lifeless body of a miner. The group was bewildered by the sight of the miner's frozen, lifeless corpse in this old abandoned mine, its eyes wide with a look of terror still etched into its face. The miner seemed to have died in a state of extreme terror, as if it had seen something so horrific that he had died of fear. An overwhelming feeling of dread swept through the group as they noticed the strange symbols carved into the walls almost lit up as they noticed the body of the deceased man. They all had the same feeling that something dark and sinister lurked deep within the mine, something that was not of this earth, and seemed to be watching them from the shadows. The group grasped the gravity of the situation, and wasted no time in quickly making their way back out of the mine. What had once been a fun adventure quickly began to seem far more ominous. The friends rushed back up the path, hurrying towards safety. Yet, just as they reached the town's entrance, they heard a loud and menacing scream echoing up from deep within the mine. The sound of it sent a chill down the group spying as they quickly realized they were not nearly as far away from danger as they once thought. The five friends continued to run, kicking up snow behind them in their haste. Suddenly, out of the corner of her eye, Sydney thought she saw a dark figure lurking in the shadows near the entrance to the mine. It seemed to be following them. This unknown figure continued following them, until the group somehow escaped up into higher ground. Yet even though they had lost the figure below, the group was still too frightened to remain in Monroe. 
Using all their energy to flee, the young hikers followed a winding path over the mountains, aided only by the faint light of the frozen moon above. They could still feel the strange presence in their wake, until finally, to their relief, they reached their car. Sam, John, Sydney, Nia, and Hannah never spoke of what they had seen in Monroe again. Thank you for joining us on this journey into the unknown, where the line between the living and the dead is blurred and the wilderness becomes a place of terror. As you close your podcast and return to the familiar surroundings of your environment, remember that the unknown is always out there, lurking just beyond your comfort zone. So be careful on your next hike, keep your eyes peeled and your ears open, because you never know what kind of strange and terrifying encounter may be waiting for you on this trail called life. Until next time, stay safe and keep hiking, but always be prepared for the unexpected.